It is a period of civil discourse. Fans of the Mission to Zix podcast have banded together to devote even more time to the Mission to Zix podcast by talking about it in a long-format fan podcast. This is the Zix Fancast. Zix Fancast, where we will be talking about episodes of the wonderful science fiction podcast Mission to Zix. Today we are discussing episode 4, Assimilation is Futile. We're your hosts, Rebecca and... Brandon! We have a guest host this week, Ellie. Sorry, Sorry. it's too soon, go ahead, do it again. Um, He's a fellow member of the Mission to Zix Discord channel. That's me. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes! Oh, sorry, a little over (laughs) you. Hi, Ellie Hirschman. Very um, enthusiastic. Yes, Ellie, enthusiastic <laughs> Ellie Hirschman. Um, I change my name all the time on the Discord, so I'll usually keep Ellie in there, but it'll be Ellie the Distinguished Bumblebee, Ellie <laughs> Von Thistlethwaite, um, all sorts of things. You Herbie Herbie Lurby or something exactly. like that. And, and, um, Early Hurly Whirly. Seth jumped in and commented at some point that he, he loves the fact that I have Bumblebee in my name at some point, so I try and keep that yeah. one also, but oh, I still change nice. it around. Yeah, so cool. Ellie Hirschman, fellow listener. I would hope you're a listener. What? I wasn't listening. <laughs> a bit late now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. okay, so right. make sure to listen to the episode before you listen to us. But if you haven't, then what are you doing here? Uh, I mean, really? Yeah. Question. We'll try not poor decisions. To, we'll try not to spoil much of recent episodes, but it probably will happen at some point. Uh, as we're recording, episode two nineteen is out. So yes. the synopsis for this episode, it is uh, A Simulation is Futile with John and Robert Wilson. The crew is in for a surprise as they are deployed to the water planet of Carthen. Dark Ooks, Bargy gets ghosted, C-53 gives an anatomy lesson, and Plek overestimates his tolerance for moisture. I mean, I hmm. think we all have a pretty low, Very descriptive. low tolerance <laughs> for moisture all around. Some people don't even like the word moist. <laughs> moist. Uh, uh, moist. Uh, uh. Uh, all right okay, okay. wait a minute good starts good starts you have to say moist <laughs> moist <laughs> no we can't no oh no okay <laughs> all right so let's let's take ourselves to the episode can we just, so yeah i just want to say before we start that my appearance here oh yeah the, my appearance on the show is sponsored by cul-de-sac brand cold packs and cool pack cold sacks <laughs> thanks to their uh, generous contributions that i'm able to appear on this uh, on this program tonight so there you go i hope they gave you a nice cool sack of cold packs no they actually didn't have any cool, cool sacks it was a regular sack of cool packs from cul-de-sac <laughs> brand cold packs just but you don't buy the cul-de-sac brand no, cool packs. no 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 the off-brand we just jumped right to the Cold very packs. end of the episode here. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. All right. All right, bring us back. Bring us in. <laughs> okay, so we're starting off with our classic, Hey C-53. Yes. You can wear any kind of body, right? Which is a weird way to put it, but yeah. That's a great question. I want to ask that to somebody <laughs> and... in my life. <laughs> so what kind of skin are you wearing or something like that? I could yeah, carry around creepy. like a vehicle, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Well, at some point, but yeah, C's been a vehicle. At some point in later episodes, C sort of makes a, a comparison. Like, you know, you ask me these weird things about my robot skin, 
couldn't you just rip off your skin and take out your nerve endings? Like he does, he <laughs> yeah. does turn it around on Plek at some point. And here he's yeah. very tolerant. I mean, yeah. Plek does not get to get to get away with these like intrusive questions very often. That's no. true. That's true. <clears throat> but yes, the <laughs> he's like, oh, so I could drive you around and sees like, uh, no, Plek. <laughs> I'm a much better driver than you. <laughs> okay, a couple of points there. First of all, how does C-53 know? Has he ever seen Plek drive anything? Plek could be a very yeah. good... I mean, I think it's just an assumption based on Plek. Yeah. That is unfair, but... Okay, fine. But second of if, all... If he's not... Yeah, go ahead. We need... When we get... When, not if, when we get action figures of all the crew and, and cast members and everything, we need action mm-hmm. figures of C-53 as an off-road buggy and a plek, a very pink plek figure that you can put on him to ride around in. Oh, that would be oh you just need a cube. Yep. You just need a cube to put in and it says the C voice, whatever it puts in. Yes, exactly. Cube sold separately. So I'm going to put that in the suggestions <laughs> channel on the Discord. But nice. Oh, absolutely. Like seven asterisks. And, you know, bargy with, bargy with openable hatch. <laughs> uh, now yep. with, with always open hatch. Anything, oh. anyone, anytime. <laughs> but... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, most vehicles seem to have cubes. Barchi does, but we find that out later. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, whether they're all sentient or not, I don't know if most boats are sentient without <laughs> cubes or whatever, but you know. Oh, it's it's a weird, weird thing to think of, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but see, just that he's like, I have no loyalty to this body. Here, it tears off his hand. Oh, just rips it right off. Good lord. Like, whoa, man. Like that seems, I mean, that seems highly inefficient. You think you think at least he would be concerned about resources, and the fact that there was not a replacement hand on board for him to, to reattach, it was kind of an ill thought yeah. out move. Yeah, move. He just wanted to quickly teach Plek a hard lesson, and he took oh, it out. Yeah. And he mostly was just, yeah, just to be like, "Hey, Plek, tear off my arm." Mm-hmm. He would take just, any opportunity to just just horrify Plek or shoot him down or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he's trying to talk to Dar, and apparently Dar is in heat, mm-hmm. which is which a is, thing. Yeah, so where Dar burns out all of their infections and such. Once every other moon cycle, uh, Dar has a self-cleaning uh, thing, which just flushes everything out. This is the opposite of a sexual thing. Yeah. <laughs> but which seems essential, and every living organization or, or organism should have this thing. Just completely. Every corporate organization <laughs> needs a cleanse. Listen, dang it, we need to have this cleanse going on. One of the margins. The cleansing like... power of <laughs> the cleansing power of atomic fire shall burn away our synergy. The board won't stand our for lack it. of synergy. Damn it. Yes, but I'm saying every organization... Oh, I did it again. What is wrong with me? Every living being should have this, right? Because think of how yeah, think of how sick you know, people could get going through space and picking up all sorts of space viruses oh, and yeah. stuff. You should just have a self-cleaning, and then boom, you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> but right out... I mean, Dar's running at 485 degrees. Yeah, that's crisp a pie. You can crisp a pie inside right. of them. Don't, don't touch. Don't touch. <laughs> no, no, please, please stay away from no Dar. No touch Dar. That's the rule. Ambassador Dexter. Oh, apparently Bargy has a date. I'm happy for Bargy. 4488, time for a date. You know. I need need to know what the system of recording time is in this universe. Um, I don't need to know. (sighs) I just need to make a clock that does this. It would be like corkscrews and, and feathers and all sorts of things with hands 
you know, it's not digital. It's going to be an analog clock just with a million different things going in different directions. And, like, that'll be the weirdness that is their time element. <laughs> so at, at 4488, time, has time to... for a date. And at 5123, that's when it's, you know, that's when you know your date is late. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I, uh, the time system, you know, we'll figure. I'm sure somebody will. I'm sure, somebody will figure it out. I'm, I'm gonna. But right now, I'm gonna add it to the list is, of things to ask Alden. <laughs> okay, because like, <laughs> I mean, realistically, in space, time would be meaningless unless you have a reference somewhere. Mm. Yeah, it's like star dates. And I mean, it's completely arbitrary to be like it's been an hour, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because that's a sub reference from like a you know rotation of earth so uh... yeah it's 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 fascinating on earth that it's just the way that it just happens that this is the length of the day which divides into this many ways which divides into this many pieces we just ended yeah. up the way that we did you know well anyways so time is meaningless <laughs> and, <laughs> time is uh... a flat circle moving on <laughs> <laughs> while barchi's talking about her date Dara's just like quiet shouting like yeah, mm, yeah mm, mm. you like you could hear the pain in their voice yeah. Announcing that to be like, yeah, let's talk about this. Let's not talk about what's going right. on with me. Dar is Announcing... more than happy to change the subject. Yes, <laughs> they make sure to say that pretty soon you're going to be able to smell the insides cooking. Mm-hmm. Smell what I'm right. cooking. You... Yeah, Becca, you get that reference, right? That's not just an American thing, but you know, The Rock, the wrestler. I can you I smell what yes. the Rock is cooking. Okay, it's cooking. Uh, am I am I American explaining things here? <laughs> We did get a lot of American culture over here, so. Okay. But I mean, Good. it's Dwayne Johnson. How could how could anyone not yes, know? Fine. <laughs> as long as you understand my motivations That's were fair. pure, not to, uh, you know, not to be a, an annoying American who thinks he knows everything. No, I I, I appreciate it. I I need Brandon to explain things to me all the bloody time. <laughs> Excellent. Dunkin' Donuts. I you know apparently I did not even realize that wouldn't have been a thing, but now it's kind of obvious in retrospect. And now they ch- the cool out of joke their went name. completely over Becca's head. Yeah, they're just Dunkin' now. I, to be fair, I get a lot of my sort of American news from my brother, my brother and me. So, <laughs> all right, I did. I did hear about this whole Duncan thing. So, great. It's a big deal. <laughs> so much that we're talking about it on an unrelated podcast. Right. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> Barty's saying like, "Oh, well, you can come on the date, but you just have to lie on the floor. Be quiet." <laughs> Right. Just everyone, just in case my hatch opens and something gets inside of it. Can you imagine? You're on the ship and the hatch flies open to deep space, and something comes flying in and out of it multiple times, possibly for hours on end. How terrifying is this for all the little people inside of Bargy? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, and we talked about this before. But Bargy is very adept at just shooting individual beings into mm-hmm. space. Oh yeah, she got aim. Now, do, do, yeah. Does she? I guess at, at one point. Because, I mean, we talked about this, but, like, every time Bargy ejects someone or something, it's only that thing. Uh, mm. I mean, that's that episode true. one. Like, yeah, we talked about, like, Bargy, like, I, I imagine, like, a trap door, essentially, just trap door space. Yeah, like, well, maybe she's got, like, multiple <laughs> ones. So, like, whoever's closest to whichever sort of, like, <laughs> trap door. I imagine if Bargy had multiple hatches, we would have heard about that. That's true. She's very, she's she's very open she about that like single hatch, hatch, right? That <laughs> right, hatch to hatch is one thing. It's not hatches to hatches. Um, and well, we don't know that. Well, that's. I guess we don't know that. I'm assuming everything we it, heard I... is, is everything we know, but I guess there's 
Just some... It may just be a matter of, like, orientation. And that's opening up a whole nother can of worms now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, we know Silge's canon, so... <laughs> Oof. That's true. <laughs> oh, oh no. boy. Okay, um, anyway, so, like, Nermit suddenly comes in with a transmission. Thank you. Oh, thank uh, one more thing. Oh, no. <laughs> Bar- Barty, no, 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 not okay. Barty scents herself with gas. Oh, yes, her, her natural musk. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yes, yeah, that and that becomes such a thing to the point where the the like oil emoji is a thing on Discord. <laughs> well, that's what you do to fans. Yeah, fans of the Bargerian Jade, you know, it's, they get dumped oil on them. That's that's the highest honor to a fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Have you ever been to a a blue man, a blue man group performance? You know, the Blue Man Group. Yeah. I've, I've been to a couple, two in New York, one in Vegas. And what you do afterwards when you go and take a picture of them is you sort of make a gesture towards your face. They take their thumb, dip it in their blue makeup, and do a dot on your face. Like that's the secret fan handshake with a blue man group guy. So it's the yeah. same kind of thing cool. where you dump oil, you know, the hollows, all the ships I'm assuming do this, not just Bargy. But you go to <laughs> Tiny Toots, you wow. dump oil on you also. Because, yeah, that is actually like, it's funny because that. I was talking about before, like, I couldn't figure out an equivalent on, like, celebrity culture because that's, I was going to say, the closest thing and the most acceptable thing would be someone, like, throwing a drink in your face. (laughs) Yeah. But that makes more sense if it's, like, that kind of, like, hey, here's one for the fans, you know. It's out there. But, yeah, okay. So, yeah, Nermie calls. Nermie calls. (laughs) And he's in a good mood. (laughs) Yeah. Great mood, because they made an announcement for interviews, but nobody told him. (laughs) Not that what he told him. They go out of their way not to tell him where this is going and where, where the interviews are going on. And I wonder, you know, I wondered when did Nermi become such a sad sack? Like, was it always a problem? Aww. And I go back and I Aww. look in in episode one, 101. He's already touchy about being a junior missions operations manager because, of course, C-3 yeah. must identify him as such. Um, and in 102, he's already wearing the demerit shirt. So he's, he's pretty <laughs> oh. he's pretty despised, or like they find him an easy target. I don't know why they pick on Nermi so much because he's nineteen inches tall. Probably, I guess. Or have we learned that and yet? He's used as a paintbrush. I mean, you mm-hmm. know. And the fact that that's true. Yeah, he's been in this job for six months, and it's not supposed to last more than a month. Right. It, yeah. So here's the thing about that. Like, uh, all right. So <laughs> I, I I thought about this. The Federated Alliance has only been around for six months. That's right. About six months. And, yeah, that's canon because they were like, oh, that's when it started. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, C-53 has only been with the Federated Alliance for six months. But somehow there's a 10-year position, <laughs> which is Senior Missions Operations Manager. And somehow there are already Senior op- Missions Operations Managers. But maybe all this is a holdover from the monarchy that they decided yeah. to adopt, you know. It has to be. Yeah. But I also kind of, like... Gave it the, like, well, the kind of, like, bullshit, like, hey, you need five years' experience for an entry-level position. (laughs) (laughs) Something that nobody has. Do you think it was C-53 winding winding, uh, Nermit up just because he knows he can? Because we find out, I think maybe this is the first episode, but we find out C-53 can lie. Despite having a a restraining bolt that doesn't let him do certain things, he can lie. Yeah, that's true. You know, and pretty straight face it, too. So he could have been just winding Nermit up but I don't think he's that cruel. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. And also, but this is one of my, my favorite things. Like, oh, then you're going to be a junior mission, or you're not going to be a junior missions operation manager anymore. And he's like, 
oh, you won't get to say that for long. No. And C-53 goes, ha, 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 right. with a clank on each one. Oh. And then he says, Junior Missions Operations exactly. Manager. Such a good He's... fake laugh. Uh, Junior Missions Operations Manager. Junior Mid-Bundle. You aren't going to get to say that for long. <laughs> Junior Missions Operations Manager, Nermit Bundle. How long have you been at your current position? Still super robotic at this point. He loosens up, you know, once... Well, no spoilers, but he can... He's No, there's spoilers. Okay, he's, we can spoil up to the through this season. Got least. it. Okay, well, he's, he's still very robotic at this point. You will hear him get much more comfortable and, you know, in, insult Plek more outright and say, you know, mm. Plek, you jucking idiot, or stop just short of saying something like that. But right now, he's very precise <laughs> and robotic and... <laughs> Junior missions operations manager. <laughs> Maybe it's just you know as they sort of gel as a crew. Mm-hmm. I think so too. That's probably a, a degree. Yeah. But I, again, the gelling is kind of like there's. I think they're mostly just like. I, well, Plek never really gets better. Uh, Plek is. I hate to trying. say it, but like Plek is remaining Plek throughout the entire thing. Yeah. I don't think he has a choice. Anyways, the, so uh, Nermi's in a, what is supposed to be a trainee position, and yeah, they're they're just messing with him clearly. Uh, but um, the but oh, and then we learned the saddest oh. part of all: Nermi is twenty two, and his species only lives to twenty six. Oh, forget so forget the position. It's brought up in the in the context of are you ever going to get a promotion? But he's only got four years left, you know, to live. That's shouldn't that be a focus of their concern? Yeah. And Plex says it through his almost very nervous laughter. We have such little time left. <laughs> it's not just... Yeah, I know, but I, I think I was going to say, like, it, it's so crazy because, like, I don't know if they're, like, thought about this, but, like, that means technically Nermi must, like, Bye. not be around through season, through later seasons if they go to, like, season five or six. Well, I mean, lifespans are just average, you know? I guess. I, I can only assume, yeah. but you know. Well, we have how many years to figure it out now? Down to three? <laughs> Two and a half? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I'll think of something. I have faith. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that may be so sad that Nermi has, like, because confronting his own mortality right there. You know, I would, I would want to ask Seth, does he, or, or, yeah, does he regret introducing something like that into canon? Like, because in an improv podcast, everything instantly be, pretty much becomes canon if nobody modifies it or mm. contradicts it so like do they do, do I, they wish they could yeah. take that back I think that's just a general that's question. true that is something we that I'd be interested in but it does also seem like Seth just loves to throw cannon like <laughs> he is a loose cannon <laughs> <laughs> that's great yep but no but like literally like the most information we get I would I would get like I think is about Nermit like the most yeah. character information we get is about Nermit and because Nermit goes over like Federated Alliance regulations mm-hmm. Nermit talks about his species what? he names his species like maybe. he says he is 19 inches tall and we even know how big he is yes. maybe it's just because he's sort of like designed to be an exposition character so true but yeah no like I said like the most canon seems to be established about Nermit Ooh. so we have a lot about Clint's you know maybe oh sorry Sorry, we don't know much physically about Clint's, I guess. We know where they come from, where they're cloned, how they're raised. Um, but we don't know... Well, I was... And even then, only in later, later season, you That's know. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I was doing a bit of but, yeah. research on Rolfus Tiddle today because I was drawing a picture of a glint. So there isn't that much out there. So yeah, do we know what you species? Drew a picture of a glint. <laughs> Burying the lead. Do we know? Do we know what species Rolfus hey, is? Gonna be... uh, Tillurian. So it's on the wiki, assume, okay. so that's what I'm taking. So that's fair. So, but yeah, they established mm. that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, anyways, the let's not try to spoil too much, but like the the mission they were gonna get sent on, which is to the planet Carfen, mm-hmm. which is apparently spelled a lot differently than I thought it was. Right, same here. Uh, <laughs> I thought that we were getting a foreshadowing with Carfen being the planet and the contact being Kefna, that there was an easy, obvious segue into the fact that they're about to get invaded by someone else that starts with a K. Aww. But that's all retro. Also, the, the apparently there are three in Kefna. There are three apostrophes: mm-hmm. <laughs> one towards the beginning, one in the middle, and one towards the end. Towards the end. So yes. So what I figured it must be is apostrophe K E F apostrophe N apostrophe A. It must mm. be. I had yep. it differently, but I'll go with yours. All right. But uh, then, Baji being attacked. Baji being attacked. <laughs> Someone is touching me from the outside. Someone is touching me. Did anybody ever ask for that as a as a as a uh, as a ringtone or a notification? Baji being attacked. Baji being attacked. Mm-hmm. That would. Yeah, that, I feel like that would terrify people. Yes, but it would get your attention. <laughs> yes, it would get your attention. Well, um, but uh, another good ringtone would be "No, you're rolling. Shut your mouth." <laughs> <laughs> Hey, darn, maybe you can cool off a little bit. Know your role and shut your mouth. Okay. Another classic line. But yes, the, uh, I, I wrote this down I, as best I could. Attention all living creatures that have entered the will space of the grower mind. <laughs> Such a great... Which, all right, sure. <laughs> and then Winston, Winston's keck voice, by the way. It is so funny. At the end, we hear it without the filter. It is so goddamn funny. Incredible. <laughs> He's like... Okay, workers, go. Okay. <laughs> Weavers, Mount Bjorix. Bulls, wait for the workers to go. Oh, God. Kek are so damn funny. But yeah, they're like, we are the kek. We are the kek. We are the kek. I did find the filter that Shane used on that a little difficult to understand at times. Oh, sometimes. But I think the point was supposed to be like, well, they're doing complicated nonsense. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And also now here's the bug creatures and stuff. Yes, exactly. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. From that the very start. was in their manifest to, to, to meet those guys. Yes. So in a way. And uh, Plek, I love how like there's a swarm. <laughs> Sorry, I mean to step on you there. But in a way, they've accomplished their mission or one of the goals of their existence by yeah. being invaded. They've met weird bug creatures and stuff. And stuff. And I mean, Plek is still trying to like do diplomacy even when mm-hmm. they're being invaded by a Kek swarm. He's very committed to his diplomacy, I'll give him that. True. And then sees just very nonchalant, like, seems we're being invaded by the Kek. <laughs> just like, still, not missing a beat, just being like, I'm gonna correct you, Plek, on everything you say that's wrong. Even with the threat of imminent death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And uh, he's like, you've spotted the undercarriage. (laughs) By the way, the threat of death is not a subtle threat either. He's like, you know, is there anything we can do? And the grower mind says, yes. Die. 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 And says it three times. Die. Okay, uh, guys, uh, is there anything we can do for you? We're just trying to get through here. There is only one thing you can do for the grower mind. Okay. Die. Die. 
Let's see. Uh, that. Okay. Is it? Oh boy. Okay. I should mention the Keck had a adversarial relationship with the monarchy before Guys. we arrived. And like they talk over the third die. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. I've got to say, my love for Shane's servo noises for C fifty three is is a, is a in force here again because we've got mm-hmm. only oh, yeah. the undying will of the grower mind. <laughs> <laughs> it is perfect. Yeah, it's it's great use of like silence followed punctuated by like it's almost they're like adding physical comedy to a podcast exactly it's really funny that is why i love it so much yeah shane gets a lot <laughs> yeah shane gets a lot of love in the discord uh, i hope that the people who are listening and are not necessarily in there have as much appreciation even if they're somehow not showing it but everybody in the in the discord i would say is humbled by the amount of work that shane does and the amazing results that he comes out with oh for sure Absolutely. But yeah, they keep trying to, re- at least Plek does, tries to keep reasoning with the grower mind. And, oh. and they're just like, no! <laughs> We're going to assimilate you, dude. <laughs> soldiers, weavers, Oryx, form a perimeter yes. around yes. the soldiers and the it's weavers and stuff like that. System. Mm-hmm. And it's not just bugs that are different bugs from one another. Well. <laughs> so the bugs are different bugs? That's very reductive, Plek. <laughs> Plek Listen, it helped me. It helped me understand it. Put mm, things very, yeah, I mean, very, you know, it's neat little boxes. Mm. Yeah, no. And appa- so the the CAC apparently are, after millions of years of evolution, they, like, assume and evolve other life forms or something like that. Mm. So, like, they, so I, I wrote, I tried to listen as best I could. They genetically induce their most favorable traits inside their own bodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That so... So yeah, they've chosen so basically, to be weird bug creatures. So some it seems, but it seems to be half like infested puppeting and half of like gene stealing, hmm. which I guess is a little bit Zergy. I mean, this is clearly based on Zerg in general, but like, well, Boris too, more obviously. <laughs> yeah, the um, I was gonna say this is much a much more like loosely organized Zerg, <laughs> like a chaotic neutral Zerg. <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean, yeah. The uh, but like Barchi's still like, hey, uh, I have a date to get to. Dar just wants just to like... nap. <laughs> and also, I love how Plex says to the heck, "Hey, uh, guys, we'll get to you in a second. <laughs> like, like aciding the keck. Mm-hmm. Oh, but a pain like in that. It... We'll get back to that. Let's circle back to that point in a moment. Like a board meeting, they're like table that motion. We'll come back. We'll it's deal like, that with that one offline. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no. And uh, Dar, like Plaque is like, hey, Dar, can you do something about this? Dar's like, I just want to take a nap. Bardi doesn't have a defense system. I mean, what are they going to do? Classic tunes. And they came in. Classic they came in tunes. Through, through her hatch. They came in, so she can't even vent them out into the depths of space because that won't do anything. Mm. So they are True. stuck. They are completely stuck. Yep, and that honestly, that is Bargy's defense mechanism is to eject things into space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're yep, in. They're uh... in her loading bay, and she was trying to keep that clear for her date. <laughs> and she says, "Like, I mean, ask me if you can come inside. I mean, I'll say yes, but you know, consent." Yeah, see, Bargy and Bargy and Dar have a very. I think they have a. They're like soul beings in a sense because they're both very, very open 
you know, in in barges yeah. mm-hmm. literally, but they're very, very open and, and free, and, <laughs> you know, open to all sorts I mean, of experimentation. If it, just, and... if it was just the Dar and Bargy show, I'd still listen. <laughs> That's true. Uh, also, I wanted to say that Keck is being characterized like an STD. Ooh, in this. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to admit that they have they have <laughs> they have Keck, and Bargy <laughs> says, "I'm itching a lot right now." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, and the girl, by, I mean, is just ready to like assimilate everybody. I mean, it's kind of a funny characterization to be like, instead of being like, oh, well, it's a derelict ship. It's like, oh, they have the keck. <laughs> As if it was like the clap or something. Exactly. Yes, that was the implication. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, no. <laughs> Wait, can The girl mind is like. Are you able try, to do is like, the, oh, the, yeah. full, the full cast system? I want to hear if you can. You can rattle off all those guys. I mean, I have it written down. I, I, no. No. I've, I've got all of the cast written down for the established lore at the end, but I can, I can go through them all now if you'd like. Okay, but I, I have I, to. I had to rely on the wiki thing that we have, which I'll bring up later. Mm. I just wrote them all down, but as you read them, I'm gonna, you know, chime in like the cat and just say yes, yes, because that's how they, <laughs> they took attendance basically in Darge, in Bargy's uh, docking bay there. <laughs> you know what? I think I'll play that clip right now. Right. Workers, soldiers, beagles, aurochs, bulls, weavers, royal drones, and the queens. And Bungie has a date to get to, so... Okay. So, the, uh... Because, I mean, bring it up. The keck. <laughs> the, the complicated cast system of the, the keck. And also, like, in this whole episode, like, the... <laughs> When when Plek is like, oh yeah, this is a weaver, you know, I know it comes up later, but like, honestly, the Keck is just so proud that somebody gets it. You're getting yeah. it. You're getting it. <laughs> I know. And also they're like, form a perimeter around this. You, beetles, guard the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, the complicated instructions are wonderful. They're very precise about who needs to be where, doing what with who. <laughs> I mean, yes. they said that we've barely scratched the surface of this this very complicated <laughs> cast system. So, weavers that, continue to weave. Was that all Winston just <laughs> rattling that all off? It was top, all so. Winston. Legend. I yeah, all they, the keck are Winston. Did they convene on this beforehand? Did they agree what's going to be said, or did Winston just rattle off all the things he could think of of classes of bugs? I I think I, from what I could tell, they wrote down. A lot of the stuff beforehand. Mm-hmm. As far as that, so they have plans. They may not have uh, gone completely into it, but I think at least they were trying to establish like some world building before they got into this. Mm-hmm. I know they sure. did that, but um, this is one of the episodes they recorded later, so I at least know. So actually, yeah, from uh, I found out from Alden that apparently they recorded um, episodes two and three as like proof of concept kind of episodes. Mm-hmm. And the actual pilot was apparently like later, oh, which is so crazy. Interesting. Yeah, but this one, this must be then be one of them that they were like, okay, well we're past our first, you know, set, and we're gonna record something like having gotten some stuff under our belt, you know. Makes sense. Yeah. So the cake look like balloons. <laughs> yes, the cake look like balloons. <laughs> and they eat everything. They do eat everything. And couches. they just go around like <laughs> couches must be delicious because they just eat eating all the food. Most of Barchi's couches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just 
Yeah. I'm just imagining some, like, old leather couch or something like that, just because, like, I don't know why. It's just, like, it's so funny to think of, like, an advanced starship just having, like, a ratty old couch. Exactly. (laughs) That is exactly what I I was picturing. I was thinking more of the the couches that my parents used to have in our downstairs playroom. It was just this, you know, it wasn't, it was upholstered, and it was sort of this gray and darker gray pattern with sort of plaid lines on it. It's, I mean, it was a holdover from the 70s, so that's how people <laughs> dressed. So it might have well, yeah. been made from somebody's mohair suit or something like that. But <laughs> it was such an Did eyesore. It... We kept it well past when we should have. And so that's nice. how I picture Bargy's couches. Like something that was very stylish, you know, 200 years ago in, this, in space, and she just never replaced them. I'm picturing just like a pleather version of the Simpsons couch, you know, with like the foam hanging out and the spring mm. poking through. Yep, definitely. <laughs> yeah. At least at the end, there's a lot of stuff, you know. <laughs> it's it's. <laughs> Anyways, we'll we'll get into it. Mm. But, uh, Not to jump too far uh, ahead. The uh, plaque is like, oh, I don't get how you're the grower bind, and you know. <laughs> Like, could you, you dumb really it down? Understand shit? what this is? <laughs> I'm like a brain communicating psychically, Pleck. Like oh, you know, <laughs> he's the consciousness of the swarm, and he is nowhere and yet everywhere. I don't get it. <laughs> Do you get it now, Pleck? <laughs> I love Pleck so much. Like the grower mind doesn't just want to assimilate. The grower mind wants to know you understand what it is. He's, it's so important to him. Yeah. Every opportunity, he will explain it to you right now. That's right. In case you missed yeah, my no. last explanation of the caste system, here is the caste system again, which I will explain. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, the grower mind can just hop between bodies, apparently. Mm. And, I mean, the grower mind is just like, pops into another body, is like, here, is this better for you? It's just like, such like... He's accommodating. <laughs> such courtesy. Else. Yeah, so accommodating. We're going to assimilate well, you. We might as well be as nice as we can up until that point. Yeah, I mean, I get at a, at the grower mind's core, he's a you know rational, accommodating being. Actually, thinking about it, he reminds me a lot of the uh, Baron Ragoon from uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's like polite. nice but evil. Hmm. I'm, uh, well, him very polite. Or or the Chef Inquisitor, right? Uh, Dripfang. Oh yes, <gasps> Dripfang oh, is my favorite. He's Magic wonderful. Yeah. He's, uh... he's so effusive and fun and loving, but <laughs> clearly evil at the same time, and just. <sighs> disgustingly Perfect. happy yeah. about himself Perfect. like I posted this on, on the discord but like I was such a fan and I, this isn't a spoiler because nothing has happened yet but I was always like I would be so on board with the monarchy coming back because they sound like the sort of like ha 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 kind of evil <laughs> like that are just like dastardly wonderful <laughs> like that's the kind of evil I want my villains to be just like cartoonishly evil yes moustache twirlingly evil mm. yes <laughs> But anyways, but no, the grower mind is like, it, they ask like, is one body more fun than the others? Yeah, everything's fun responds, when you're the grower mind. Yeah, everything I, is fun when you're the, I so optimistic. endless fun at all times. Everything is fun when you are the grower mind. <laughs> An incredible amount of fun all the time. I love how he's already <laughs> planned places for everybody in his brood. Except, yeah, soft except meaty pink C-53. one. Hey, that's me! You, young, soft, meaty peak one. Hey, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) I love how Plex, like, hey. I have to say, that would have been my reaction also. I "I can tell you're referring to me. Me? Oh, that's great. Moi? I love Plex so much. But 
And then it's just like, you will be carrying things from place to place. He's like, oh, I wouldn't mind working for the Keck a while. As if it was just like, oh, we just want you to carry things for us. And then we'll let you go. Like a little bit of manual labor. Sure. Mm. But here comes C-53 to burst his bubble again. Ambassador Dexter, are you not familiar with the Keck assimilation process? I guess, I guess not. It involves the queen laying an egg inside your eyeball. Hmm. That egg would then grow to assume control of your brain, manipulating you like a giant Tellurian puppet. Assimilation involves Keck laying eggs behind your eyeball and assuming control of your brain like a puppet. Which, uh, the... mm, Mm, Remember this. Remember this. Remember this. I'd rather not, but... And Plek wisely decides he would pass on that opportunity. Hmm. Yeah, Plek declines. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, and they're like, oh, Dara, you're going to be a royal drone guarding the queen or something like that. You love And Dara's like, Dar's like, oh, that's very nice. Thank you. It's a very high, valuable position. You should be flattered. I am. <laughs> and C-53 just gets to, you know, go away. Shiny one. Which You are neither warm nor have life inside you. I have no use for you. <laughs> I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> so C-53 just goes now? <laughs> but he is insulted. He's and then Barty's of... like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, you can tell C-53 is a little let down. He's like, none? No use whatsoever? Oh. He's like, oh, I wanted to be useful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. Uh, and then Barty's like, oh, hey, what do I get to do? Wait a minute, I know you. You've been here before. And it sounds like Bargy just, like, fought the grower mind, but the implication later is that Bargy that dated, dated the grower mind. Yeah. yeah. Something happened. Whirlwind romance. Yeah, I guess. I guess this is the kind of thing, like, this is kind of characterized as, like, love across different sides of a battlefield, although the specifics of that are, like, an insect swarm and a sentient ship. Which is... <laughs> this show brings up some very challenging mental images. Yeah. And some but yeah, just, they... a ch- just a challenge to keep them out of your mind sometimes. Yes. Very true. Very true. <laughs> but yeah, no. The then like once the girl mind is like, "Oh yeah, Bargy, the girl mind's like, "I have a different idea." And has <laughs> girl mind has a proposition to destroy the money supply with counterfeit croons. Dar's yeah, just that's... so delighted that the bug bursts and all these croons <laughs> spilled out. <laughs> so it's it's a menu of galactic domination and or counterfeiter slash pump and dump scheme where you want to inflate the currency yeah. such but to what end does that make them easier to assimilate like or is that a side hustle I think <laughs> like it, it does seem like an advanced economic warfare tactic mm-hmm. which is just like okay but again is, incidental is the or playing <laughs> core to this idea of we will dominate you both physically and financially. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I assume if the currency is devalued and some of it, like, I think it just weakens the organization so that they can assimilate better. I assume. Yeah. Like a... that, it makes sense, but like, <laughs> this is your road to financial stability. Let us assume your resources and stuff. Yeah. Also like, and the fact that like they were able to like, I guess, birth croons or whatever oh my god it's not just i assume there's not like a factory making these croons in the keck maybe it's a, a pimply uh, nimble bottom situation i mean oh i guess good call good call or maybe it's <laughs> yeah. the, you know they can make crystals we find that out in the in the later episode maybe oh. they can maybe they can make coin or metal or something 
That's true. Well, maybe so I, and I thought like they assimilated coin making beings. Maybe Pimbly Nimblebottom's race of elves or whatever <laughs> were assimilated by the Keck and now internally oh. can produce the coins. Or, or is it gems with him? Ooh, we've got a, an, a podcast universe right here. Yeah. I'm so here for this crossover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, like, so they're bit croons? Because <laughs> if they're the arbiters of the. Never mind. It's a later episode, <laughs> but like. <laughs> wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. Anyways, but yeah, no, C53 is just like explaining how to murder each of the individual kecks. Yeah, Mm -hmm. somehow he knows exactly how to kill every single different kind of them. With one hand. With one hand. Literally with an arm tied behind his back. Oh, he's good. He is. And and the keck are so happy that Plek is able to name each of the ones being murdered. Oh, you're getting it. You're getting it. You're getting it. The Keck are just so, like, for being a crazy insect swarm, they have so much, like, need for outside, like, appreciation. They need friends. Val- like, they need to be validated. Like, no, we're the real deal, guys. And we're going to assimilate you. Yeah, but all this all this murdering is pissing off the grower minds. Like, I think we got the point after the second death. Or whatever the quote <laughs> is. It's like, you don't have to keep killing all of my children to make this point. What about this one? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, but, I mean, yeah, they could, I mean, to be perfectly honest, they could have been like, uh, sure, we'll do that. Like, devalue the currency. They could have just been like, all right, well, the keck leaves. They dump the currency. They're fine. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and they're like, what if we don't do that? And then the girl of mine's just like, my children seize them. <laughs> well, he's still, Plex's still asking, do, do we have to fight now? What's going on? Yeah, Plek is not on, like, oh. He's not Plek could have just... He plecked it up. Like, he did pleck it up. They had he did an escape it route, and he plecked it up. That's what he does. But, you know, thank thank Rod that Dar is basically a bioweapon and just burns the shit out of the keck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our thoraxes are on fire. Oh, no! And they still have to retreat in a very specific order, though. <laughs> yes, of but course. they say... So I couldn't tell, like... You're, you're right about the filter being a little less understandable, but I, they said, like, we must go! And they said either, flee, flee, or beep, beep, which I don't know which is funnier. <laughs> no, no, that's a flea. They don't beep. Bargy does the beeps. We leave the but they said, like, flee, flee! I was trying to work, I, I couldn't, work out one yeah. of the casts. It sounds like bowls, but without, you know, Seth's document to refer to, I, I wouldn't have known it was supposed to be bulls, as in... Mm-hmm. I, I did hear bulls the first time, so... Yeah, well, maybe it's just like. <laughs> it was one of those. Was the only you know, I could... Do I see two faces facing each other, or a vase, or do I see both of them? Like my brain would go between those two things, and I had to pick one. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Mm, yeah. Silence. <clears throat> no, nobody knows the... <laughs> the optical illusion I'm talking about. Okay. Never mind. Oh, I know the Shut one up. you mean. No, I know what you're talking. No, we know what we're talking about. Okay. Good. I'm just being a terrible bastard. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, they, they, the Keck flee, and then we get a Hark Tardigast and WordPress ad, Where which he... I was like, not Squarespace? Not Squarespace. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I thought that too. Which is odd, huh? Hmm, fair enough. But Hark, yeah, okay. Hark Tardigast oh. carves small wooden figurines, though. <laughs> and they fly off the shelves, because <laughs> they're of birds. They're bird figurines. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, side hustles. We all got side hustles. But uh, 
They come back, uh, and apparently the Keck are supposed to return within 24 hours. It's a lot sooner. But uh, I thought, like, can they warp? Are they going back to, like, a different planet? But, yeah, it's it does seem at its core odd to have biological creatures floating through space. Yeah. Well, I always thought it weird when the Zerg did it and stuff like that. They explain. Well, I mean, they explain they do they Sorry, have an oh. internal atmosphere we discover inside the beetles i was about to say that yeah that's so true i guess maybe but it still doesn't like sort of do. speed is still an issue oh yeah they don't have Good a shape. anyways <laughs> like i uh i don't know genuinely it, it could be that. it could be that there's a ship nearby and that's not detected somehow, and they oh, fly yeah. out like in rowboats. You know, if you think of the old <laughs> pirates situation, yes. <laughs> yes. come to the rowboats. Ah, the kick. That's true. That is absolutely true. They could just be like hopping from ship to ship, mm-hmm. and they do seem to take over ships. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe once and, they take over a ship and assimilate the crew, they sort of assimilate the ship as well. And I guess then, I mean, assuming we're going like the STD route, what if ships don't know they're carrying Keck? Mm. Well. I mean, you know. Uh. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, yeah. Pleck is like, oh, okay, so like, Dar, you know, I was expecting more from you or something like that, but like, I'm Dar's having a rough time right now, okay, Pleck? Like, and also, Dar repelled the Keck. Yeah. We've got no guns. Dar can't really fight. Can we just run? But yeah, no. Dar is a bioweapon, like, right now. Yeah. But Bargy's still holding out for Bargy's date. Oh, this is, uh, this can't is go anywhere. Very sad. This episode, it we is. agree, this episode is very sad in certain places. Yeah. First of all, yeah. Nermit, and, but Bargy is, is sort of hitting rock bottom here, and she's oh, she I know. really needs well, this it's, date. It's, and... it's well past 4488, it's now 5123. It's true. <laughs> He's gonna be yeah. here! I exchanged pictures of my engine. <laughs> See, you know, ships ships jexed also. It's not just uh, immature That's teams true. that jexed. Yeah, yeah. That's mean... true. But yeah, I I just wrote Bargy with frowny faces like four times. No. Yeah, and uh, just because Bargy's so sad right now, Bargy. and they have to reassure Bargy, you you're still fast, and your couches are still comfortable. <laughs> well, what's left of them? It seems. What's what's left of them? And they did eat all the food. Yes. And apparently Bargy turned off her own transmitter. Well, it's rude to have a transmitter on when you're on a date. Yeah, but if you need to know where your date is, you should text your date. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> you, we, well, we clearly don't. You don't turn little, off your phone. We know clearly, clearly very, know very little about ship dating protocol. And That's what we, the little true. we do know may not make sense to us. I guess it's the equivalent of like a work phone. Yeah. Well, she said she's only emitting oil and her location, so... Oh, uh, okay. Maybe she's got, like, a sort of GPS blipper, so even though her transmitter's off, she's still, you know... Maybe, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, apparently, like, Bargy's talking about the grower mine, it's like, we had a falling out! One of her oldest friends. But yeah, apparently, like, we... And Bargy says, we both said I love you! Or wait, D- wait a no, minute, Dar no, somebody else... Dar- Says that, Dar said that, yeah. Dar says that. I don't somehow remember yeah. that. Is that something they cut out and then forgot to uh, do a pickup for? Or it must be, but that was at least implied. Yeah. That like they dated, but you know, yeah. it, it's probably just like an off, you know, essentially like off camera. There, yeah. Bargy's explaining her relationship with the grower mind. Yeah. But I mean, then Bargy's like, it means nothing. 
Love is dead and doesn't exist. It's a facade. Noah's genuine. Noah. <laughs> yes. I'm going to play that speech right now. Yeah, you seem to be- said I love you! Yeah. It means nothing. No. You know who I want to say it to? My date. But are they here for me to say it to? No. Love is dead. It doesn't exist. It's no. a facade. Bargy. Uh, okay, so we're on the other side of this now. I'm leaking gas just for fun. <laughs> we need that gas. <laughs> uh, yeah, but and we talked about this. Like, is it just? It can't just be gas, gas. Like petroleum well, kind of gas. Know, we know she can also run on dirt for a certain amount of time. We'll <laughs> yeah, Bargy is really honestly an impressive piece of engineering. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. No. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I would be. I would not be surprised if somebody in the show called Bargy like an impressive feat of technology in like a you know hitting on her kind of way. Well, I mean, if we're gonna spoil episodes, ugh. yeah, the most recent Plek episode. Oh, ugh. oh, mm. Mm. oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. You know, yep. that, all right. Anyway, this episode at the point where they're they're complimenting Bargy to say how you know she looks great and she's been refurbished i i sort of expected pleck to start laying it on a little heavier just like we find out he does later on he sort of got a ship fetish i guess but it, they well, didn't go there they didn't go there just they, yet. <laughs> yeah that would that would have been a funny thing <laughs> because you know pleck is just pleck yeah yeah pleck's got probably some weird stuff going on that we don't know about but well, you he's, know. he he likes going on silge sites probably probably pleck is problematic <laughs> pleck is problematic <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, like, apparently the cat returns, like, immediately, and oh, Bargy's just like, I'm opening my hatch! Oh, good news, my date might be here! <laughs> just Dara open the hatch immediately. Dar's trying to be, trying to be cautious. Mm. Don't, don't just open your hatch right away. But yeah, no, they, the girl of mine, like, then we find out, totally assimilated Bargy's date. <laughs> yep. Oh, actually, now that you mention it... Ooh, oh, I did that. Yeah, I did assimilate a family ship in my way. Sorry. It, it probably was out of jealousy or something like that. If the girl mind yeah. knew that Bargy was on, going on a date, the girl mind's a little stalkery. Mm. Mm. You know? I, I could hear that, but I'm more thinking that he's just very one-track minded. Hungry. Which, is, which explains the problems mm. that he and Bargy had in their relationship, is that... He's got a family of billions of children to take care of. He's very committed yeah. to his work. He's always that's true. What was the word that Bargy was not mingling, but bing, bingling or oh, something strange. I didn't. I I heard that and I didn't get that. There's multiple. Like ships. I, I couldn't figure out that word. Yeah, you're yeah. right. But, but you know, he, that's him. He's, he can't. He doesn't want to be changed. I don't really think he was. I wouldn't think he was jealous. I would think he's just ah ship assimilate destroy now go on and find the Bargy. Yeah, Jade that's again. fair. That's Essentially just, like, can't turn it off. Right. I guess that makes sense. But, like, <laughs> I guess children were made. In a way, her date went very well. <laughs> very well. It turns into oh, but Bargy's then just like, yeah, Bargy needs time to herself. And Bargy goes, everyone off the ship. <laughs> She's just going to turn off her lights and reflect in solitude. Let Bargy be and sad. Like, we, can't, we can't survive out in space, Bargy. But at least the grow mind offers them a carrier beetle who has a natural atmosphere inside. Mm-hmm. And says, future soldier inside the beetles now. <laughs> it's like, you're still not... We don't have to be assimilated, we right? We don't want to be assimilated. Whoa. No, you won't be assimilated. No. Sure. Just to warn you, it's very moist in there. Oh, that's all right. 
It's like, I don't want to be assimilated. Everyone get in the Beatles! Party just doesn't give a joke. Yep. Right. Oh, it's very moist in here. Dar is very resigned to that. And Dar... We're totally about to be assimilated. <laughs> yeah, no, Dar, Dar just throws that at... We're about to be assimilated, aren't like, we? whatever. It's just happening. And then, this, oh, and then sad Bargy oh, going, why? It breaks my heart. It's heartbreaking, it is. She, she was married once, twice, four times. 80 times? Was that 80? <laughs> Maybe. She says. It sounded like she said 80 times. That's, that's what Maybe, I heard. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it was 18. It might have been, but that's still... I mean... That still seems high. Mm. Anyways. Do my engines reek of sadness? Oh. It's such a sad monologue. Oh. But the grower mind leaves one worker or something... That, or yeah, ambassador, ambassador, he says. Yeah. Which... I don't think is one of the things. Anyways, but, uh, oh no, that gave me a terrible thought. Go on. Oh no, because this is, this is, no, it's too much of a spoiler. I have to share it in Discord. Oh, I think think I know where you're going. I think I know where you're going as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. We'll save that for for the next Keck appearance. (laughs) Anyways, check out the Discord for my baseless fan theories Mm -hmm. that are probably going to be proven wrong once this, uh, episode actually is out yeah all right all right anyways so so they reminisce uh, they reminisce bargy used to have weapons so bargy was a military ship Mm -hmm. and they seemed to have an across battlefield romance but the grower mind was too preoccupied with his family oh why didn't he make something happen why was he so quiet the grower mind doesn't believe in fate but yeah yeah maybe now's the right time (laughs) <laughs> oh, but then Bargy remembers all the bad things. Oh, you knew that Bargy was last. one of many. That was that was not going to turn into anything because you can't you can't have a relationship with a grower mind, especially if a robot, a one-handed robot, is going to be killing all the shells that he could possibly inhabit. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's, it wouldn't work out. True. No. Oh, the, but yeah, no. The insults. <laughs> oh, you're a small commitmentless mind. I think was one of them. That is, yeah. yeah. You're a cantankerous mm. old bitter ship. Oh, oh, don't. Whoa! Whoa! You don't call Bargy old, and you don't say, yeah, you don't say that to Bargy. Bargy does not say that to insults. I've got billions of children to take care of. You look like a balloon! <laughs> yeah, you got fat. <laughs> you look like a balloon. Yak, 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 yak. You but used basically, to be much smaller yeah. and have muscles. <laughs> Young. <laughs> but no, the grower mind is then like, I can't take this anymore. I'm leaving. This is too heavy. Yeah, the grower mind is defeated by a fear of commitment. Yeah. Which is great. Which is amazing. Ugh, I, I love Bodgy's part, parting shot of, Your dad's a lowlife. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bodgy's like, Alright, everyone back in. I have to re listen to that. But then, oh crap. Your dad's a lowlife. Hello? Oh, I didn't know if I heard that, but I heard get your life together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, the bar's like, oh, crap. Well. <laughs> Thinking, oh, no, they're in space. Just meant to fly alone. That's right. She resolves, she resigns herself to that pretty quickly. Like, oh, guess I'm <laughs> well, independent okay. now. Oh, well. I mean, Bargy, Bargy does object a lot of crews, so, mm. you know. Yeah. Anyways, the, but C-53 basically pilots a keck. Yeah. Pretty he knows good. exactly Pretty which good. nerve cluster to pull on to make sure they release almost instantly. And Dar usually hates learning things, but 
star is genuinely appreciative of C's instructions there. So it was very moist in there. It was very moist in there. But also, wouldn't Dar have just burned the shit out of one of the Beatles? Exactly! I wanted to bring that up at the, at the end. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, Bargy Zen basically on the rebound, like, every day I want a new ship inside of me. And Dar supports this. Any planet, any person, any ship. Bargy's now all about fluid exchange and gas mixing. Oof. Leaving a back hatch open to anything that wants to slide on in. <laughs> and of course, Which I mean, Dar's on yeah. board for that. Dar supports this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but <laughs> So, funny enough, I did... For a while, I was a little confused whether force fields and stuff were a thing in the Zix world. Mm. And later on... So, it does appear that they are, which makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So... It's a little casually the, mentioned, yeah. Maybe they're yeah, it expensive, is, and you can't retrofit that onto Baji. <laughs> probably, but... but uh. It would make sense if Bargy has some force fields because that would also explain the ability to like section off parts and just eject individual bits into space. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, we've in those instances where she's pushed people out into space, we have heard the others being like, "Oh, oh, I nearly, nearly got pushed out as well." Oh my god. I mean, it would be surprising. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. So I don't necessarily think that means that they're like holding on for dear life. Well, that's how I've always pictured it. I mean, I, there is okay. one part where Pleck is saying, like, hold on to something because yeah. I think when well, the star gets stuck or something, they want to pop like a cork. So they have Bargy vent air, and so Bar- uh, yeah. Pleck just hold on to something. Oh, yeah. It doesn't get pushed out. We'll just have to listen closely in future episodes. That's true. Yeah. But, anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, so. Rolfus uh, there's a Yes, Rolfus Hill has a commercial for Harry's. And also, the one one part of that commercial I enjoyed was like, how did they find the Rebel base to send us stuff? <laughs> that was good. I don't know how they did that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they used to have patchy, weird-looking stubble. <laughs> They're rebels, you know. Yeah. Not dissidents, so like rebels. Not dissidents, look, rebels. Scruffy-looking, you know, because of the rebels from Star Wars, we know that they, at least Han, Han Solo was scruffy-looking, so it makes sense that the other rebels would be scruffy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, no, we go back and apparently they're like, hey, Bargy, can we just turn the transmitter back on already? And Nermi immediately calls. He must have just been spamming them. Just Yeah, F5, F5, F5. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, thank goodness. But then they're like, oh, it wasn't off. It, it was broken. It was just off. It was just off? His Nermi's... boss has been on his back for an hour? Nermi's just incredulous at all the breaches <sighs> of protocol that are going on here, which, frankly, at this point, he should not be because he knows <laughs> what he's dealing with with this crew. And they're like, yeah, Nermi, we got attacked by Kek. It's a long yeah. story. And also they're like, oh, yeah, the Kek attack. He's like, what? The Kek attacked? They're enemies of the monarchy, not the Federated Alliance. Mm-hmm. Like, as if they honestly... Yeah, turns out they just want to assimilate everyone. Yeah, as if they gave any jits, like... <sighs> but, yeah. And he's like, do you know how this is going to look for my interview? Aww. No, no. But he didn't actually He's still get one. holding out hope. No. But he does, he though. Well, he yeah. he does get an interview, technically. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, spoilers. Ish. Anyways, <laughs> so, spoilish. But, uh... Bless him. But, anyways, the... Uh, <laughs> but, uh, apparently, like, Plek throws Dar under the bus about the couches. Under the ship, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, under the ship. Yeah, what's throw me under the ship? And uh, your hand was destroyed by the Keck C fifty three. Um, yes. Yeah. 
where we get another instance of that servo whirring in there. Ugh. Yeah. Perfect. Also, I guess since the transmitter was off, maybe the streaming stopped? Ah, uh, so- good point. Supposed to be streaming at every given <gasps> point oh, in time, right? It's supposed to be streaming all the time or recording all the time. I, I sort of was. Yeah. Are those two separate things? Yeah. He's streaming all the time, so yeah. maybe whatever the Keck did to interfere with Bargy's transmissions also interfered with whatever C fifty three uses to stream. Well, but the Keck didn't interfere with the transmissions. Bargy just shut it off. No, no. At the beginning, they were in the middle of a conversation with Nermi when it it sort of crackles and then and um, just disappears. True, but I assume that was just Bargy freaking out and hanging up. Uh, like, ah, could be, click. Could be both. Could be, yeah, she freaked out oh, at that bug. point, and then when there was hope that the date was going to be coming, okay, now let me shut off the communicator or the transmitter, you know, in a moment of calm. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Hmm. But yeah, no, the, uh, <laughs> then, um, One of my so favorite then we get into of this whole mm-hmm. series. Yeah. So this, this clip must be played in its entirety. Oh, without doubt. Send a pack of sacks in a sack of packs. You can't put the cold packs inside a cold sack. Well, you can put it in a regular sack. We could put... Put some packs in a regular sack. And could you get the brand name Colds to Sack? Yes, I can request Colds to Sack brand cold packs and cold sacks. I can put them in a normal sack. I can't put Colts everything... Colds to Sack in. doesn't make cold sacks. It only makes cold packs. You're right. Cold to Sack's brand cold packs. Do you have any specification on the cold sack brand? Or, I mean, sorry, cold... Okay. I like the ones with the husky puppies on the outside. I think that is... That's Cool Pack. Cool Pack Cold Sacks and Cold Sacks Cold Sacks. I used to date a hacky sack. A pack of sacks and a sack of packs. No, you you can't put a a cold pack in the cool cold sack. Okay, so we'll just put a bunch of regular sacks. (laughs) But yeah, you know what's great? They have stickers now of the cool pack. Like husky. Husky puppies. Like got one with a husky puppy. <laughs> Which is great. It's just a, a fun callback. Now, and after that part, wonderful. I used to date a hacky sack. Perfect. Just like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you've heard... Sorry, if you've heard outtakes, as you sometimes hear it, in, in this one, the outtake at the end, th- there's a part where Alden just threw his laughter saying, let's call that the half, because you've got to decide where you're going to you know, cut the scene at some point, and they always want to hit you know, kind of mm. high point. You want to end on laughing moment and so he'll just say you know this they have yes he did that at the live show that i was at i was at the one with um i was just telling becca oh. at the hot, hot ombre is that what it's called um bad ombre bad ombre, bad ombre right um so at some point they're laughing or they're they're trying to find a point and then plex just says okay i think that's the thing and he, he, he didn't even say it he was just sort of this is where we break because that was too funny we can't top that it's like the top of the mountain <laughs> let's stop here that's sort of a behind the scenes look that I think we get here. So I imagine Mujan just bur- blurting out, I used to date a hacky sack. Alden just throws his hands up in the air. Yeah. And says, okay, that's it. That's where we start. <laughs> Everyone go home. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. And I've said that, like, the, the like, drop the mic moment of that ending music does that very well. Yes. Da, da. So well put together. Just love for Shane. Yeah. Again. Who, oh, absolutely. Who is it that who is it that actually wrote that? It's Brendan Ryan that wrote the theme, correct? Yes. That's right. We don't yeah. know much about him at this point, do we? I, I assume he did all the incidental music as well, but I don't know. No, I asked Chain. Oh, but later. Chain does the incidental uh, stuff this, the, the, almost entirely. This, but I was gonna say that uh, this isn't really a spoiler, but there is at some point in the future yeah. a uh, guitar riff version of that that Shane records, which is. Jucking oh incredible. 
It's awesome. I have had that stuck in my head all day today. So mm-hmm. radical. Uh, I, I have to ask Shane because I would like to play that in an episode at one point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I almost threw it in and I'm like, I should probably ask before. But yes, the uh, okay, that's the episode. So let's let's do let's walk through. I mean, we discussed most of the stuff I want to talk about, but uh, one one yeah. thing I did want to do is read off. We have obtained secret documents that the crew was using for uh, <laughs> for like a, their own little wiki internally. Yeah. So I have information on all of the cast of the Grower Mind. Yeah, I would love to hear the keck, sorry. I'd love to hear yeah. about the grower mind specifically. If we could talk to John Roberts Williams, I forget his name. If we could talk to him about John Robert the, Wilson. <laughs> but yeah. About the, the grower mind. Did he make up the grower mind? Did he make up the keck? Like where does it all come from? That I would love to know. So I've heard a little bit I've, I've chatted with him a little bit about it and apparently like he he pitched a few so because he um had done and he still does a lot of shows with uh some of the members of the crew. Mm-hmm. Like Alden and them, um, they wanted him to be like a part of the universe, like that he could come back for and stuff mm. like that. So he pitched like some like Zerg like thing. He basically pitched like the Overmind from Zerg, but and he also like as insects. So and apparently Alden was like, yes, that's it, which I, think, I thought was great. I think he said he was expecting to be on more episodes as well. <laughs> well, he does live in Colorado. Oh, so he—he's not—he couldn't have been on the regular crew. Well, yeah. they seem—that's the only unfortunate part. At this point, they seem to have mastered the remote uh, hookup because they'll do people in LA all the time, and then they had the three-way true. LA Chicago um, Brooklyn hookup for the Magic Tavern guests crossover. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Oh, that that's one. true. Yeah. Hmm. But, but yeah, and I mean, hell, we're not even close to the same. I was about area. to say, yeah. <laughs> We're in several different time zones right now. This is true. And it's through the magic of editing. It's the magic of the internet. That too. <laughs> but yes, uh, alright, so here, here's some of the stuff here. The grower mine is described as a big eyeball brain thing, Ooh. physically deep beneath the surface of Koraksu, which I don't think they ever mentioned. Nope. That is the name of the planet. No, but anyways. not, no. Uh, the grower mine manifests its consciousness through any number of its minions, which makes sense. Mm. So, so sh- should we use this as a, a segue into the established law section? Yeah, let's definitely do that. Yeah. Do, do you want to read off all of the different um, casts, or would you like me to to get into it? Yeah, why don't you get into it? Okay. So this very complicated caste system that we've barely scratched the surface of. We have workers, soldiers, beetles, aurochs, bulls, Yay. weavers. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Royal drones and queens. Yay! Yay. <laughs> we have a we have a kick. We had a lot of lore established this episode, so this this may take a few minutes. Specifically on the uh, kick, not just on the cake, just for for everyone and everything. So right. I mean, I just All have, right, let's shoot it off. I just right. have two quick ones that oh. I that I noticed. Yeah, First, please. Uh, C talks about his restraining bolt. Mm-hmm. at the beginning and mm-hmm. indicates that he has a checkered you know interesting past that he can't talk about yes he had a very varied so. career mm-hmm. and um the only other thing i really noticed was that plex pinkness is highlighted you the soft pink one huh. and then <laughs> definitely becoming do... a recurring it's true theme, yeah it? pink pink yes. is a a sore point i guess with plex for a while mm-hmm. bless it. that's 
Okay. What else do we got? In yeah, he seems to be, you know, he seems to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not that pink. <laughs> You're very pink. Anyways, yeah. Okay, so C53 has no loyalty to his bodies. Uh, so Dar goes into heat once every other moon cycle where their body goes through this self-cleaning cycle. It heats up to 485 degrees and just everything gets flushed out. Um, there's uh, it, When the uh, grade of operations managers, the job gets sort of higher up the uh, management chain, the missions have a higher success rate. Yeah, how the, do they guarantee that? Missions... Does missions get easier as you get a higher rank? That doesn't seem right. Yeah. It does not seem right. He, Naomi just wants a higher success rate. That's all he wants. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So the junior missions operations manager trainee position is only meant to last a month, whereas the mission operations manager is a minimum of a 10-year position. Yeah. Uh, Nermit is 22, but only has a 26-year lifespan. Uh-huh. Uh, C-53 knows exactly how to kill all of the keg, apparently. <laughs> they have very obvious yeah. weak points. And he can do no it with, with, can do it with one hand. Sorry, but see, you can do it with one hand Indeed. until said hand wears out, because he said, this hand no longer works. Yeah. But even then, he's still managing yeah. to do it somehow. Yeah. Uh, the keg have evolved by assimilation over millions of years. It's very moist inside the carrier beetles. Yes. They have their Moister own... than you'd expect. I'm sorry? I said more moist than you'd expect, I think is the line that they say. Okay. I'm making that up. Uh, they have their own uh, atmosphere inside the carrier beetles. Barji's been married yes. 80 times? Question mark? Hark uh... Uh, carves small wooden figures. They don't have a 24-hour time system. C-53 can lie. And we have colds to sack run cold packs and cool pack cold sacks. <laughs> yes. Never the twain so. shall meet. <laughs> now, I love fake brands established in, yeah. in podcast. <laughs> uh, designing graphic design for, for, for products, mm-hmm. for fake things is one of my favourite things. For I've sure. done a design for Orange Beer already and I'm, I'm working on a Hushka brand vodka as well. It's apparently... in So in this document orange beer is described as incredibly abundant <laughs> <laughs> that just makes it even funnier That's perfect. it does oh <laughs> yes um but yes the <laughs> how, how is gert milk packaged i would like to know does it come in cartons it does not say mm. it just it's but it is described at, oh it's not even described it's just listed under the food slash drink section right also, I do want to I do want to mention that uh, under the tech section, in addition to data pads, ion blasters, and sex guns, there is dehumidifier. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyways, uh, so did we want to do fresh and whack? Uh oh. Uh, I want to throw my ion cannon. Oh, please do. So this this is something, and this may yet come to pass because you know who knows what the finale is happening, mm. and or season three, who knows what's happening. Anyways, uh, so my mine was another alternate universe mm-hmm. where uh, Plek ends up. They try to assimilate Plek, and he is too terrible to assimilate, <laughs> oh, no. and so they stay far away from him that to make sure none of his genes get into the swarm. Of sense. Yeah, right. Oh. But yet, <laughs> I mean, they're like, 
we have to take the best of all of each whatever creature we assimilate, but they're like, we can't find anything. <laughs> oh no, oh no, that's too sad. <laughs> I know, but that was what I thought of. That would be perfect, yeah. Yep. <sighs> but yes. Yeah, now, uh, did you have uh, something, Ellie? Um, it was sort of a question back to the previous thing. If, if time is sort of meaningless or has a system that we can't possibly understand, what does a moon cycle mean? And which moon of which planet in which system are we talking about? Or is there some... Well, it must be wh- that... whichever one that Dahl's species evolved on, you know? That's, That's true. Uh, but what if it is sort of like a werewolf kind of thing, <laughs> where whatever moon is nearest... Whatever moon is nearest determines Dar's moon cycle. Yeah, I, I, I wonder. Is it something very amorphous and and contextually sensitive? Like if they were not in the Zix quadrant, would it be a different moon cycle? Or if they were somewhere else in the, uh-huh. the system? I don't know. Maybe it's not mm-hmm. worth overthinking, but it's sort of. Say, biologically speaking, everything is worth overthinking. <laughs> yes, that is well, the I'm mantra say of it's, this podcast. I it's guess. based on whatever planet that Dar's species evolved on so i think that's what it would have been established and would have stayed on you know Mm -hmm. i assume but anyways um yeah so yeah let's go into fresh and whack then Mm. so what is the freshest moment of this episode yes honestly being forced into the the carrier beetles just made me laugh so much get in the beetles (laughs) get in the beetles (laughs) oh oh, it's very (laughs) moist in here yeah I think the, the beautiful interplay of what's going on with um, C-53's servo noises, as you pointed out, is just Ugh, used to full yeah. comic effect with, you know, with the, there, you can, there's, shoot, I can't remember the words, but you can die, uh, sorry, where, where the grower mind <laughs> The undying on, will of the, <laughs> the grower mind. And the, the, just, you know, the pause, yeah. the pause and the servo, because then the pause right before the grower mind tells them they can all Duh. It's just a great yeah. comedic moment, also. Yeah, it was wonderful. Mine, uh, yeah. Sorry, m- m- mine was the uh, cool pack brand cold sacks in ah. the coles de sac. Yeah, that was that was my favorite. That's my second one. Yeah. Yeah, yes. and that followed by I I put the inter the like interview part about like you should stalk them going into your interviews. <laughs> Definitely. Well, yeah, I enjoyed that. I I like that there's a sum up that Plek does early on, right before the missions briefing, where he goes, we've learned a lot about our identities today. And that <laughs> really sums up a lot, because we learned he about sounds... Dar's, you know, mm. what just goes on in, in their body, and we learned about Nermi, and like in the end, we know a lot about Bargy and how, how she goes through her ups and downs. So it really, that was... Yeah. Sort of, and, and even about the caste yeah. system. That's all about identities. So that's the overarching. We've all learned a lot. Yeah, that's like we've all learned a lot about each other today. Mm-hmm. Well, Plex just so inquisitive. He spends so much of his time just asking questions, even if he's not on True. a mission. That's how to learn. And that's kind of like a sci-fi trope to be like, "Let me learn about your species." But it's so much more insulting when Plex does it. <laughs> I know. He's just trying too hard. He's just like, ah, is that your species deal? Like, <laughs> oftentimes. Ambassador Dex said, you can't just say things like that. Right, and he calls Dar yeah. a fascinating creature at some point. They're yeah. Like, Whoa, creature. <laughs> Whoa. Your proportions yeah, no. are totally regular. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. he has, All right. He has one of those faces and one of those voices. Oh, oh no, we're not. Oh, that's later. That. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right. So, uh, anyways, the whack 
part of this episode. I, I just the parts for me, it's the parts that made me sad. Yeah, I was gonna like, say like Ner- Nermi's lifespan. Oh no. Oh, oh it breaks my heart. It actually breaks my heart. You know. I know that like Bargy's like sad alone time oh, was no. like oh no, Bargy. It's not too relatable. No. Oh but she's no. So, she gets it all out. She really. She just you know a couple of wails and and complaints and then she's good to go like she really yeah. spoke her mind to the grower mind had her moment of silence where she let it all out and then all right on to let's go have some fun so i feel like she really took good Bar- care should... of herself there a new ship every day <laughs> yes Bargy should be everybody's role model <laughs> yep <laughs> all if, right i wonder if she's written any self-help books well it's mostly just to help herself but i'm <laughs> That may well come anyway, up at some I mean, she's point. Bargy, Bargy has yeah written an autobiography, mm. which there, there's a non-zero chance that I'm going to try to take a crack at. Hell yes. All right. Anyways, uh, that'll be the episode, I suppose. The did, uh, did, so did we have anything oh, we wanted to ask the cast? Did we? Hmm. I was going to say like what the, I wanted to know what the setup of the episode was and did they know how it was going to resolve itself because mm. it seems like the bargy grower mind thing was kind of just Off thrown in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I still mm. need to know what the method of recording time is that has going it has it going over 5100. It's bugging me. I need to know. <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, time is meaningless. It's fine. It could also... But I'm apparently just more willing to accept that. It could that. also be whatever clock is within Bargy is totally on its own system. And, you know, when Bargy gets That's true. and speeds up, you know. Bargy oh standard God. time. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe just having grown up watching so much Star Trek, I'm used to it just all being sort of very linear, very regulated. Every number has a meaning. Mm-hmm. Start a beep, boop, 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 boop. Indeed. No. Yep. <laughs> nope, not on the Bargerian Jade. Nope. <laughs> Start at whatever I feel like it. The time is 8,800. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Ellie, is there anything you wanted to plug? Um, Any sure. work you've done you want to, you know, share with us? Absolutely. All right. So, in addition to being a big fan of podcasts themselves, I appear on a couple of podcasts out there. Um, there's one called the No Sleep mm-hmm. Podcast, which I'm on periodically I'll say um, um, whoever's familiar with it it's an ensemble cast um, reading I, I guess it started out reading creepypasta type you know hokey horror stories but it's evolved into sort of a high profile horror podcast um, yeah. so I can't say uh, I'm so not in the heaviest mm. rotation you know there, there are those who there are the, the, fad, the favorites out there who get a lot of the, the time on there but I do appear Every couple of episodes, we all got a side hustle, <laughs> right? Exactly. It's definitely usually, worth listening. They to. usually have me playing, yes, you know, younger people. Ironically, because... I do actually listen to it in bed, so mm-hmm. <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, it it sort of does the opposite for most people. It does lull yeah. them to sleep somehow. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'll I'll pitch that. You got to wonder about those people. And the then, podcast uh, title can't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And uh, there's a there's a podcast called Pseudopod which is another horror podcast, which is not cast-based. It's, you know, one person reading a story um, per week. Oh, I thought you meant cast-based, like as in the grower mode. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a, there's a complicated <laughs> system of narrators, readers, writers, <laughs> podcast leaders. Yeah. So, um, What about us, grower mind? 
Uh, I'm in the most recent, I think it's the most recent still, episode of uh, Pseudopod. It's a four-part, four-narrator four production with four different stories that sort of mingle together. So if you want to check out okay. pseudopod.org for that one. And the No Sleep okay. Podcast is at thenosleeppodcast.com. Okay. Awesome. I've got my game nonsense going on. But yeah, phase shift game. Look it up. It's tabletop RPG. And I'm still just floating around as Becca Paintmore on Twitter, Tumblr, Demon Dart, etc. <laughs> I get everywhere. Yeah, and join the Discord, everybody. Yes, become a it's, patron. There have been is... yeah, there have been some pictures recently <laughs> oh, on uh, oh my certain channels. <laughs> oh my. I don't know if we're yeah. I'll I'll say this: we're probably the the people encouraging this the most. Mm-hmm. Oh, without doubt. But the cast does nothing to stop us, so you know. No, Alden that, seems, that seems to be very chill. Alden seems to be very accommodating of all the perverse weirdness that that seems to come our way, and he'll open up a new channel on the Discord just to dedicate to that week's fetishized strangeness that everybody seems to have. <laughs> Pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, he made an emoji for C picking up his sexy marbles. <laughs> He is a diamond. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, if anyone okay. has any questions or comments about uh, this episode or previous episodes, do please email us at zixfancast.gmail.com. Uh, you can tweet us at zixfancast, and uh, we're on Facebook as well as zixfancast. Um, we will be trying to ask Alden questions about previous episodes, so that is going to happen at some point. But, uh,. Yeah. And we have a live show coming. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my god! That would be. Oh my god, that would be awesome. We could pull that off. But I was going to say, part of me does wish any... we could do a live show record of their live shows. Mm. <laughs> Running commentary. That would be. Amazing. I was going to say if we if we can pull off going to a live show and just doing a fan cast after their show. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be very yeah. cool. But anyways, no, we do not have a live show coming up. No. I mean, well, I've, I've been saying on the Discord, I'm going to start a, a GoFundMe to, to raise money to buy tickets to go to the Nashville live show. Yeah. <laughs> it no, I, would, I would say also that <laughs> it's fine. if anybody has any negative feedback on this podcast, they should write it on a piece of paper, fold it up carefully, yes. and insert it into the flap or shoot of their choosing. Absolutely. Chuck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and of course... Uh, all hail the Federated Alliance. All oh, hail yeah. the Federated Alliance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> toot, toot, toot. Uh, oh. <laughs> I was about ah. to say it and I, I stumbled. Never mind. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we can do it on three and I'll, I'll cut it. All right, All right everyone. Right. Yeah. One. Okay. All right, three. Wait. <laughs> three, two, one. Toot, toot, toot. Toot, toot, toot.